Hey, it's me, Kelly Anakin. I'm talking about Showtime's hit series, Yellow Jackets, one episode at a time with some of the funniest people I know. Let's find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting eaten. Welcome to Blood Hive. Natasha. Hi, Natasha. Sorry. Hi, everyone. <laughs> We're here to chat about Yellow Jacket Season 2, Episode 2, Edible Complex. This time, I did not get the pun until, like, way later, <laughs> which was very embarrassing. Uh, okay, good. This is when I got early, so we're just going to trade off every time. Great. Yeah. I like us being even like this. You know, that's great. Me too. So uh, what... It, what what do you want to talk about? I think we just got to go straight for the cannibalism. <laughs> Was that Much crazy? like the Yellow Jackets themselves. Yeah. No. I feel like I... it took a good season to get there. So we're going to just... Honestly, nothing but respect mm-hmm. for my fine young cannibals. Yes. They did nothing wrong. No. This all made perfect sense to me. Yes. Coach Ben is so fucked. Yes. And he knows it. <laughs> So uh, let me just, let me paint a small picture of how this went down for me. Mm -hmm. I was watching this alone on Friday Mm -hmm. night. Yes. It ended and like, oh, that Radiohead needle drop. The only way I can describe it is that it, I was horny for that needle drop. (laughs) Like as soon as like that track on OK Computer starts with kind of like a, like an absence of sound. Mm-hmm. With like a very mm-hmm. high pitched something at the beginning, and I was like, I know, I know that. Like my yeah. nipples got hard. You know something's about to come. And in. then I was like, Oh no! Like this is literally a song about being inside somebody's head. Wow! And I, I was literally on the edge of my seat. Got to the end, I had to walk my dog, and I was like, How am I going to go outside? <laughs> Having just seen that, just be careful. Be careful around fires. Yeah. So we did. We went for a walk. I came back inside. I put on that track while I was doing dishes. And then I sat down and immediately watched the whole episode again. (laughs) (laughs) Then I went to bed. Then I went to bed and I'm like just about to drop off. And my dog just randomly starts barking, which she occasionally does. But I'm just like laying with like the Mm -hmm. covers up over my chin. Like, I'm not sure I've been this messed up since I saw Hereditary. Oof. It's just, yeah. yeah. So I'm curious, how did it play out for you? Um, I, it was a nice surprise for me the way they did it. Because I was really like, before, I was like, how are they going to argue that it's time to eat Jackie? And I don't see Shauna arguing how she's going to argue. Like, I don't see how these kids are ever going to get to the point where on their own, they're going to argue to eat Jack. Like I couldn't see how they could do it believably. I couldn't see. And so I thought it was kind of like nice how they did it where it's like, oh, well, something smells really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like little cartoons just following their noses, you know? It's not a rational choice. No. And why would it be like they're starving? No, I loved the choice to intercut it with that Bacchanal. And I yes. did go in on my laptop and like do a bunch of freeze frames, which Unfortunately, I could not send to anybody because every streaming service has decided to shoot themselves in the foot and disable screenshots. Wow. Like, it's so asinine. What a like, dumb choice. I don't know. Uh, so I guess I'm mean, like, are people just like 
Recording it and making bootlegs? I don't know. Anyway, separate topic for a different podcast. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I just, my my mouth was agape that whole yeah. time. And I yeah. think you make such a great point about like, how are they going to debate it and come to a conclusion? And yeah. they, they're not, and they didn't. The choice was made for them. It was cooked mm-hmm. into meat where they didn't even have to decide to cook someone into meat, you know? No. And I mean- there's like a, it's such a rich text because <laughs> <laughs> also like well, it really what is a, what a rich meal like you really yeah, want to have like meal. a piece it's of heavy. bread or a pickle mm-hmm. with yes. barbecue and that is just so so heavy but I mean fuck man like if you think back to I've been like thinking about all this stuff in the first season and this sort of way that Shauna for some reason is the de facto leader and voice of reason Mm -hmm. for the surviving adult yellow jackets that we've seen and it's like oh she's actually the surviving voice of unreason yeah they're just like whatever Shauna says is cool like we're down with it and I think, you know, there is this tension between, like, reality and, and magical thinking is such a huge yeah. theme for the whole episode. Mm-hmm. But Shauna is the nexus of both of those things across the entire series, where it's like, she's the one who's writing, she's the one who's narrating their experience. Is she reliable? You know, is is Natalie right? About yeah. uh, Travis needing to move on from Hobby. Is Lottie right that yeah. hope is never a bad thing? Just like all of these things coming together somehow. And she's the one who's like, hey, both in reality and fantasy, this is a great idea. And we should absolutely do this. Yeah. The thing about her being an unreliable narrator, I feel like this is the first season where we get to see that, where we see her just like seeing Jackie who isn't there. And like, that's kind of interesting for us too, you know? Also, when she said she wants us to eat her, I knew she meant Jackie, but part of me was like, is she mean the baby? Does she mean the baby wants us? I think it's very vague. Yeah. It could be anyone, honestly. Yeah, it's true. It could be the universal gender neutral she, you know? Yeah, big she. (laughs) Well, because we also see that somehow this is based on what they show us with the camera, but like there's this weird sex magic component here. Yeah. Where Nat and Travis are fucking, he's seeing Lottie in a very seasonally inappropriate nightgown. Yeah. It's too cold. We get that evil dead shot and this, you know, snow falls on top of Jackie. Also, there's all these, I'm just going to complain again about people on the internet. Yes. Okay. This is like our, our recurring feature, but like there was somebody who was like, well, I hunt with my family and this is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Jackie wouldn't be edible. Blah. blah. I mean, hey, <laughs> shut up. Nobody cares. Uh-huh. And then another guy. This is my new nemesis. Uh-huh. His review of this episode is like, well, I've just about had it with all these '90s needle drops. I feel like it's just doing the heavy lifting. Oh, and by the way, Boo. I don't understand this. How is death a big deal in 1996 and not in the present? And I'm like. What? That is the point of the show because like there's so much comedy and we talked about this last week where it's like, well, once you've, you know. Once you've been through it. Once you've eaten a person, human life is just not going to have the same value to you. It tastes different. Yeah. The flavor (laughs) of your experience is forever changed. 
But I'm like, have you ever heard of like, I don't know, a war? Yeah. Like people's understanding of like fatal events is different. It's totally when different. When they have participated in them. Yeah. Um, anyway, so this guy's my nemesis. I don't know why you would let a man recap this show, but here we are. I agree. Um, I like that you have um, angers towards internet people. Can I tell you a thing I saw on the internet that I loved? Yes! It was just one little guy on Reddit or gal, I don't know who, but they wrote, that baby's got to be at least 20% Jackie by now. <laughs> <laughs> so good you know the thought that i had right before coming in to record i was like damn jackie finally found a way to be useful in the wilderness it's about time you know she found her purpose she finally did something yeah uh yeah but also it was so scary were you scared are you a person who gets scared um no no no, you don't get scared. I mean, that's not true. I'm a person who gets scared, but I wasn't scared during this. Wow, wow, Natasha. Either death is a big deal or it's not. Make up your mind. I've eaten people. <laughs> <laughs> and everything's just been a little different since. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about the, the weird Lottie story? Yes, I was just about to say, speaking of things that scared me, yes. Laura Lee question mark yes came back that was scary that was so weird so let me ask you this do you believe what lottie is selling to natalie oh i wrote that same question Mm -hmm. uh my answer is no i think no what do you think i think she's remixing the truth on purpose on purpose absolutely on purpose i mean she is also on purpose not telling natalie that she saw laura lee either yes Either because she feels like that is a ding on her credibility or it's too scary or like she's afraid to talk about it. But also like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not into autoerotic asphyxiation, but I did watch that one episode of Six Feet Under that deals with it. Uh-huh. Like Travis didn't bring a lemon slice. Oh, is that part of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you put a lemon slice in your mouth so that when you go unconscious, like the sour, the sour like wakes you up and like you're like, oh, better, better unhang myself and clean up all this jizz. Yeah, it's it's even her narrative is like, well, also like, why would you give her the bank account information if you and I just don't get like why you can't she he for a little bit. He was only like a foot off the floor. She could have like lifted his legs for Mm -hmm. 30 seconds. Like I. It all felt very weird. And why wouldn't you do this in the comfort of your own home if you were going to do it? Yeah, yeah. And she didn't address the expensive bottle of liquor that was found at Travis's house when Natalie and Misty went up there. Oh. Um, and got they got arrested for a B&E uh-huh. finding that information. And Lottie knows that Nat saw the note and... I haven't done a full rewatch on season one recently, so I don't know how or when or why she would have that information. Is that note the one that says, like, Nat was right? Or is that a different note? Yeah. I don't even get what that's referring to, but... Nobody does. Okay, good. As long as we're all on the same page. It's a mystery. Yeah. Ooh, I hope they use a Sarah McLaughlin building a mystery needle drop. Oh, I love when we're building a mystery. I hope building right? a mystery comes through this season. It feels appropriate. Yeah, they're in Canada. 
Sarah yeah. McLaughlin, Canadian. Synergy. Wow. How do you feel about the latest developments in Shauna really badly covering up a murder? She was so bad. And it was so interesting that her daughter tried to get her out of it. Because she was playing it dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, what? What? If someone says they have your text, why don't you assume they can read your text? I would immediately assume they're reading my texts. I mean, I think that... Again, this is my assumption, like at this phase in the investigation, they can only see the records and not the content. Yeah. Interesting. They would probably need more probable cause to subpoena the actual messages. I'm curious about this new cop. Yeah. What is this bar that's just serving a 17-year-old? I agree. Is it different in Canada? Is it? Do they have different rules in Canada? This is New Jersey. Okay, then never mind. That doesn't make any sense. I buy like a small town and they're just like, whatever, who gives a fuck? But we know that he's not supposed to be undercover on this. And he is essentially buying alcohol for a minor. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. It could be... Like, the thing that gets this all thrown out of court. Yeah, which would be, like, goofy. Yeah, we did this whole investigation. But... But we can't use any of it, even though it's very clear that she murdered this dude, because we, like, bought her daughter a shot of Fireball. Yep, that'd be very (laughs) funny if that's how it happens. It's also so funny how everybody keeps being like, Shauna's smart, when... She isn't. She is not smart. She is not smart. She's so dumb. Also, I just want to... Callie is exhausting. I don't get who leaves their friend at a bar to go hit on some weird guy for so long midday. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I I won't go so far as to say that I'm becoming a weird Callie apologist. (laughs) Sounds like you are. That's exactly what a Callie apologist would say. Mm -hmm. I see what they're doing with her. Like, she's not a fun person. I don't like spending time with her. No. But in this episode especially, I'm like, you are exactly like your mother. Where it's just like the same. I'm going to go do the dumbest shit possible because I'm mad about the wrong thing. Yes. Yes. She breaks up with poor Kyle, who's like, if Jeff had half the IQ Jeff has. (laughs) He's just like, babe, my mom wants to make us chocolate chip pancakes. Like, break up with him after the pancakes. I also don't get whose parents are like, oh, yeah, have your girl sleep over at our house. You're in high school. I'll make you pancakes. Is that anyone's parents? I don't. I mean, Kyle's. Wow. I think those parents exist. I guess. Because, I mean, we know that Shauna is not that parent because whenever Callie is, like, staying over with Kyle, she's like, oh, I'm at Alana's. I guess uh, sometimes, like, girl parents are different from boy parents, too, you know? I I don't know. We had both in my family. Okay, yeah, we had both in mine, but Um, my mom was more strict with me than with my brother, you know? I mean, nobody wanted to date any of us, so... (laughs) 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 Waka waka! Family of Misty's all the way down. Uh, how fun. How fun. Oh, back to the cannibalism. Yes. Yes. Always. Yes, please. Not to be a broken record. So Shauna kicks it off. <laughs> yeah, she kicks it off. <laughs> and then the second person that we see is Misty. Like Misty didn't wait. No, Misty's like, yeah. <laughs> Which was part of why I wanted to go back and freeze frame. Because like Natalie seems like the one 
who had the biggest reticence to do it. Yeah. I think Akila also seemed like maybe she wasn't super into it. Like we see her kind of side-eyeing Misty when she digs in. Yeah. That was so, like it was disgusting to watch. Yeah. And I was reading, you know, interviews with the cast, interviews with the creative team. And the guy who wrote this episode is Jonathan Lisko, who is a co-showrunner with the creators, Mm -hmm. Ashley Lyle and Bart Nickerson. And he was talking about how he's still so haunted by this scene. Oh, wow. Which he wrote probably, what, like a year ago? Yeah. And all of the actors, like, had to create this psychological distance. But I'm like, yeah, because you do have to kind of put yourself in that place. And I think... To me, that's what makes this so effective. Yeah. Because so many of the other shows where people are cannibals or like they're doing terrible things, they're a period piece, like a real period piece. Like this is still within the realm of our lifetimes. Yeah. They're set in a really long ago time or like somebody's the quote unquote chosen one. Yes. They're on a quest. This is just a bunch of fucking people. Yep. Recent people. <laughs> Current people. You know what I mean? I do know. I do know what you mean. Local to our timeline people. So it could be anyone and none of them is special. Yeah. Like I feel like there's such a strong undercurrent of like none of you are special, which is the textbook dramatic irony because in the first episode – you have all these people being like, those girls were champions. They were really special. It's like, actually, they weren't. And even in this like really extraordinary circumstance, they're still pretty basic. Like this is a pretty basic way to do cannibalism. Yeah. I mean, it's a lucky way to do cannibalism. Yeah. Well, and we know that it's going somewhere else. Yeah. And one thing I thought, so I think they said Shauna's seven months pregnant, Mm -hmm. you know, depending on when she actually got pregnant. So like they've been there either six or seven months. If they're there at seven months, they have exactly one year before they're rescued. Yep. Which means they're getting rescued during winter. So this is all like going to happen again, you know? Yeah. And it made me wonder how close to their rescue is that first scene in the pilot with the pit girl. Yeah. And the ritualistic consumption of flesh. Yeah. Do you think Coach Ben is next? I think Coach Ben is next. Oh, he's. He is toast. Yeah. Or will be on on toast. On toast. People have been saying this like since the beginning, and for some reason, mm. like in my heart of hearts, I don't know. I'm like, maybe they'll maybe they'll make an exception <laughs> for Coach Ben. <laughs> right? Cause like he's lost his leg. We've already seen his like power being eroded. Yeah. But now he has consciously removed himself from the group dynamic yes. even more than he already was. Yep. Bad move, buddy. Yeah, easy to catch. Mm-hmm. Because now that they've done it, yes, they are going to have to start rationalizing why they did it. Yes. Which will then help them to rationalize doing it yeah. more deliberately. Yeah. I mean, I think we're going to see them having a very hard time even having eaten her, you know? I feel like it could go one of two ways where it's like they're all upset. And like dealing with it or like everybody's in a great mood because they finally have calories. Because they finally ate. (laughs) Yes. I saw a lot of people being like, they just didn't seem hungry enough for that. And I'm like, what? As a retired anorexic, that is (laughs) 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 like (laughs) when, so this, you know, what they're doing is like low grade 
consistent starvation. I mean, A, you can't ask all of these people to do like extreme weight loss. No. So that they look as fucked up as they would actually be. Second of all, somebody's like, they didn't seem hungry. I'm like, are you out of your mind? Yeah. The moment we pick up in the 90s, I'm like, oh my God, they're so hungry. They're sniping at each other. Like they're like trying to protect their share of the rations. I'm like, this is the low-grade emotional dysregulation of starvation. Yes. And I don't know how Natalie and Travis are handling every day, like going out doing so much physical stuff and not passing out all the time. That's my other question is like, are they getting like double rations or is Shauna getting double rations? I would hope so. Somebody did point out there's a pair of snowshoes or maybe multiple pairs of snowshoes on the wall in the cabin. And they're like, hmm they should maybe get those so they don't burn so many calories driving through the snow yeah but i mean again also they're fucking teenagers they're stupid they are they're really dumb they're stupid babies what did you make of natalie bloodying up some of javi's clothes uh also, I know you pointed this out last, but like I feel like more and more that the young actress is doing such a good job of sounding like current actress. Like the mm-hmm. voices are merging in such a good way. Mm-hmm. I understand why she did it. It makes sense that she did it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, of course. Why not? And also, I like famous last words, like how much worse could it get? <laughs> You know, how much worse could it get Uh, if they don't have to keep doing this? Yes. And also in her mind, you know, they've completed their map in what she thinks is like seven miles in all directions. Yes. So what are we doing here? We should just be looking for food. And I think that's super valid. I caught this little echo when Lottie is talking to Nat in the future. Yeah, the future. Uh (laughs) Uh, when When she's talking to her in the present. And she's telling her this story about Travis and she says, Natalie, I swear, which is exactly what Natalie says to Travis when she Mm. shows him the pants and he's like, did you look? And she's like, everywhere, everywhere. I screamed. I swear. And I'm like, oh my God, you're all the same person. Same lies, same everything. Same. Um, I loved how um, current or future Lottie. Uh, definitely is a terrible cult leader who's like totally abusive when she's like does this taste like butterscotch blah 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 Mm -hmm. also Mm -hmm. i have a weird theory about the clothing um that's dyed with heliotrope i feel like this is out of left field but i feel like whatever the clothing is dyed with has like some stuff that soaks into people's skin i feel like there's drugs in the clothing is that crazy no i love it yeah also how have we as a society not like moved on that like drugs in the clothing i agree did we just become millionaires we just did thank god (laughs) i am so happy we get to disrupt the clothing and drug industry at the same time (laughs) as a plastic straw champion i really appreciate (laughs) appreciated her throwing her like reusable cup and metal straw just straight into the trash. Yeah, she's like, no. <laughs> That's so her. And there were shades of this Lottie like early on before she ran out of her meds. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm some people are like, this feels totally disconnected. I'm like, she's always been a rich bitch. Yes. Yes. And in the woods, she's unmedicated. And like so much other stuff has happened. Yeah. I understand it's hard to remember that she was on meds and then she wasn't on meds anymore. Yes. Wow. Uh, Thaisa. Yeah, we got to hit up Thaisa. In both timelines, like 
cannot be contained, cannot be controlled. We see the man with no eyes again, who honestly, I feel like kind of looks like Travis. I feel like they have Mm. the same floppy haircut. Yeah. Not important. I don't think that is something they're going for. It is, that is also so scary to me. She has two really strong sides to her. Mm-hmm. And they don't look different enough to anybody else. Yeah. Like for, for anybody to be like, hey, what? Something what weird's happening. About? Yeah. And maybe she doesn't either. Like it's just because, I mean, I think in the end, before she speeds through that intersection, we see her switch. Yes. And it seems like there's some element of a defense mechanism because Simone is like, I don't want you parenting in this condition. We need to get you help or whatever. Also, how shitty is their child's school? Yeah, two hours. They waited two hours. That's bizarre. I've worked with kids before. There's a protocol and it does not Not involve two hours. hours. As soon as the kid was Sammy was there, I'm like, I don't think this is Sammy. I don't think Sammy's really here. And his vibe was so off. Yes. Like, he's never been that smiley, especially around Tyson. No, it's so weird. It was so weird. And it definitely is scary because, like, oh, if she just killed her her wife, Sammy's going to just be with Taisa now, which is terrifying. Uh, you know, I'm sure she will figure out a way to co-parent with uh, the man with no eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I also wonder what meds she's on. I don't understand because we saw her taking some pills and I don't know what the pills are. Oh, I assume they were a stimulant. Because she's doing coffee and trying to stay awake. You know, we've all tried to caffeinate our way out of a psychotic break. We all understand. Yeah, it's just, it doesn't work the way you want it to. Oh, and there was that great black swan moment where her reflection moved. Ooh, I feel like I I missed that. She sat down at her vanity in her bedroom. And Uh so you were getting like three different views of her face. Yeah. One of them, like turned and gave her like the evil tie look Ooh, i don't get why she's not more concerned when she wakes up i feel like at this point when she like woke up out of her stupor because of like the call or whatever like i would be so concerned like what just happened what did i miss i think she's still so deep in denial like yeah. even her reaction to seeing the altar is hey steve you know what Probably not going to happen to you. No, it's going to be better now. Probably not. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do better. Yeah. And she actually can't do better. The other thing is, like, I have so many questions that are probably not going to be answered. Because I don't think it's actually that important of a story. But it's like, does she have psychological problems? Because... Monique is coming at her with like, you need help, real help. Like, is this a conversation they've had in the past at some point? Yeah. Or are we just like zipping forward on the storytelling with this? I mean, I the wife saw the crazy altar. For some reason, I'm like, I mean, come on. Everybody gets one severed dog <laughs> gets head. one altar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we all make mistakes. Uh-huh. It happens to all of us. I was surprised to see the return of Detective Kevin Tan, which I guess I shouldn't have been. I, I mean, know, me I was too. like, oh, good. You know, he gets to keep getting paid. That's nice for him. It's good. But, you know, I'm like, oh, like, this is the guy on the case, really? Like, that seems like a conflict of interest. And but. his little guy agrees, you know? Oh, my God. Again, so much happened this episode. Elijah Wood is here. <gasps> we didn't even talk about that. Yeah. I love his little socks. I love his little cargo shorts. You know, Misty appreciates a shapely calf. Yeah, she does. She really does. This is going to 
sounds so weird, but I'm afraid for Misty. I agree. He is laying it on. He's like, he's a little, he's on her page or a little bit ahead, you know? Yeah. And like the whole, like, I know you're reading this because you're so smart. I'm like, ah, he's grooming you for abuse. Oh, no. Yeah. She's in trouble. I feel like we've barely scratched the surface on the depravity that Misty Quigley is capable of. Yeah. It's so, true. It's something else. I just, I mean, Elijah Wood is just so unsettling. He's yes. an unsettling presence. He does it in his face. He has it in his body. There's something weird. Like, hey, yeah, uh. there's just something. His eyes are too alert somehow. Yes. They're too open. Mm-hmm. And too blue. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of his memoir, Too Open, Too, too, too Blue. Too Blue. Uh-huh. Very <laughs> sus. Okay, is there anything else that happened that was, like, really important in this episode? I mean, if I was dead and somebody put that color blue eyeshadow on me and it wasn't the 60s, I would... I'd be devastated. I would haunt them worse. Yes. Right? Just my God. Yes. You know? Well, but you know what? On the plus side, that's not... The final image everyone will have of Jackie. No, they will not. They will not. <laughs> the final image will be burned in their brains forever. Seared yes, to a crisp. Yes, it will be her carcass picked dry. The other thing I'm curious about is like, will Ben consume any of Jackie? Like after the fact. Interesting. Are they going to like, you know, grind her bones to make their bread and whatnot? Oh, you're really into bread, this, this app. I feel like I hear a lot of toast, a lot of bread from you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just ate a sandwich. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, are they going to use, are they going to make a stock? They have to, what is it? Use the whole bison? Is that the word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use the whole buffalo. Buffalo. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, look, you could, you could make a really good bone broth. Yeah, they could be good for a while. Out of, out of Jackie, you know? Maybe a few weeks. Better than bouillon. Better than bouillon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, one little thing. Uh, I remember how horrified Ty was by the makeup, and I honestly didn't get why she was so horrified. Like, what did you think Shauna was doing in there? She's doing something weird. Yeah. We don't get it, you know? Maybe it's because she's a lesbian. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> I don't need more of an explanation. That makes sense. <laughs> I think I think Ty feels out of control. Yes. And when Ty feels out of control, she lashes out and tries to control other people. Yeah. I think those are her like two very extreme sides. The one who's mm-hmm. like, this is not okay. And then the one who's like, I'm a little gremlin, you know? And I <laughs> a bad, bad gremlin. <laughs> right after she saw Lottie kind of talking to Van and she and Van have this like agreement. I don't know if it means that she won't talk to Lottie directly or only about Thaisa or like at all, or like participate in her little cult, Mm -hmm. but she saw them talking to each other. Interesting. So was it also like, wow, I keep getting out of my restraints, which again, also terrifying. Like she's like, Van, why don't you just lock me up there? But I'm like, you couldn't. You 
you would still get out. Yes. Like there is nothing, nothing that stop can you. stop you. Yeah. You are capable of extremely like high functioning in this state. Yeah. It is very scary, you know? And if you would also like to be high functioning, uh, try our heliotrope drug clothing. <laughs> it's not purple. It's heliotrope. Now available at tpublic.com. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review Blood Hive wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to recommend us to your BFFs and frenemies however you can. Subscribe to Kelly Anakin's hilarious Patreon or make a one-time donation to Kelly-Anakin on Venmo to help us keep the content coming. Send a voice message to bloodhivepodcast at gmail.com for a chance to hear your Yellow Jackets hot takes on an upcoming episode. Blood Hive is a production of KA Collaborative. Our theme song is Eat Your Heart Out by Wolves. Special thanks to today's guests, the team at Cosmic Standard, and my own personal judges table. Last but not least, all praise to the Antler Queen. <laughs> <laughs>